Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansur. Joined as always by my lovely, wonderful co-host Alexander Volts. Say hello. Guten Tag. All right. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That is a new discography per episode. And today we are talking about Craftwork. Craftwork. Oh, before we jump into anything, if you like us, please, for the love of God, subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, fucking tell a friend. If you want, or you can not do that. I don't care. I'm, I don't know. Whatever. We're going to just get through these fucking plugs. Cause I want to talk about this band. If you would like to hear us talk about a specific artist you like, or you don't like, please suggest all that and send all your suggestions. I'm, I'm getting all redundant. I'm getting all over the place. If you want to hear us talk about a fucking artist, send that to every album ever at gmail.com. And if you want to check out the Craftwork playlist that we've put together on Spotify, you can do that uh, by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening and watching, as well as everyalbumever.com. There's a playlist associated with goddamn every episode that we've done. So you can do that or you cannot do that as always. Okay. We've, we're done with plugs. We're done. Well, I mean, it's I guess fun. Instagram, it, if you want to follow fun. me on Instagram, Pope Jesse Ventura and Panda Monkey for music and Alex at, at m- Mother Puncture. No matter how many times you, you do plugs, it's like it, it'll never... It'll never be smooth. And it'll never be natural because yeah. I fucking hate it. Okay? I hate plugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is a very sad coincidence because at the time of this recording, a Mr. Florian... Is it Schneider? I think it's Schneider. He just died. And he died during us listening to this. Like, this is a complete coincidence. We, we yeah, we, we had it planned. We had it planned for a few weeks ahead. This we, is a total coincidence. Yeah, we, we wanted episode 40. This is episode 40, by the way, to be a big one with a, a big band that we like and respect and are curious about. Crafter was scheduled for episode 40 for a long time. He just died like a week ago as of the recording. By the time this comes out, it'll be a little bit later, but uh, fucking bummer. However, no new albums. You won't have to update that. That's that's pretty me. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. It's like a thing that we we, we actually were worried that they were going to release an album soon. That's fucking sad that they can't now, or I guess they can. Who knows what's been recorded? They have past. recorded and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, who knows? But um, it's also a perfect time to reflect on this massive band. Uh, big discography, long, long career, long, longer than I even realized. Yeah, they've never even broken up. Like they just kept kept touring, kept on, yeah, yeah kept on shugling. There's a there's a, there's a big gap uh, between their penultimate and last albums, but uh, aside from that, pretty consistent. Uh, let's see. Craftwork is such a just like the image that you're probably going to see if you're watching the video or you're or you you know you see me post on Instagram. There is a very iconic them in the fucking red button down to the black ties. It's, a, it's the most iconic electronic German fucking thing in the world. It's the most German thing. They're they're more they're culturally so, important than I think like people realize musically. They're so important. Like and. Unlike other bands that are influential, you maybe can't hear their influence anymore. Mm. But with Kraftwerk, it's in everything. It's Mm. so many bands we've covered. 
you wouldn't have Devo, you wouldn't have Joy Division, yeah. and even even going as far as modern pop music. Oh, and then hip hop too. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy the the reach Kraftwerk has on all musical genres to this day, which is not something a lot of bands can say. It's it's double mind blowing when you listen to them because holy shit is a lot of this dated as fuck. It's like the most the most embryonic of all electronic music. Obviously, it's the the beginning of it. It's the very first instances of it, and. It's you, you listen to this and you, you would think like this sounds fucking nothing like all the things I'm listening to, but man, evolution starts somewhere. It, it's got to start somewhere. And, and even as recently as like 2009, I'm getting a little ahead, but like Coldplay sampled one of their songs ugh. because the melodies are that good that you can trick normal people into listening to it. If you rework it, it's true. Uh, musically it, it's funny. Cause we're, I'm going to be saying, I'm going to be using my, <laughs> my, my hot button words in this entire episode are going to be minimal. And, uh, I think orchestral maybe, which is like, a, okay. they're almost opposites of each other because it's hard to pick apart how musically, uh, intricate, they've always been because of how much you can, it can fall in the background as just spacey electronic computer sounds. Um, but they are real, real goddamn musical, real goddamn musical. If you can get over the beep boops and laser sounds, cause there's going to be a lot love, of that. I love the beep boops and laser sounds. I do too. <laughs> I do too. But that is not the, I would say that is not going to be everyone. It's pretty insane how successful they were, too. Yeah. Because we're going to get into the timeline of it. And the fact that they, like, until for most of their career could play big arenas is mind-boggling. I don't understand. And I see that as a fan. I don't get it. I don't get how they were successful. Uh, Like... Even back then, like when it was really uh, uncommon and like a new thing to be playing these synthesizers and all these, well, they didn't just do synthesizers, but they did a lot of robot sounds. Even back then when it was a new novel thing, how could you be into that? Like, how could you like be in? I don't just don't understand. It, it doesn't make sense that it's commercially viable at any point in time. Any point. <laughs> and that's one thing I've gotten in, in arguments of people mostly ex-girlfriends over craft work because like i want I've, I've only heard a few albums but i like the albums that i heard and i would put them on and of course people would be like what the fuck is this what what why and they would get me getting fights like no you got to look past it listen to the music and they would and they, they would say no you're an idiot for listening you know what you move on you move on and you cut those people out of your life because craft work is the fucking shit uh i'll be like two Two Coachella headlinings, bro. You're wrong. Is that true? You're wrong. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know that. Holy fuck. It, they rock shit, man. They have a big, big fan base. God damn right they do. Okay, so uh aside from the iconic image of the robots in the red shirts, what are they? Who are they? I know they're German. Or wait, are they Austrian? I don't know. 
German. German. Okay. So start, please. So Florian Schneider met Ralph Hutter at a music school in the late 60s. Uh, they were in a band called Organization. And then that kind of evolved into craft work. And we'll get into the evolution of Kraftwerk because they did not start out as what we we know and think of. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Not even close. Um, um, I, w- I would say outside of of the genres too, just the musical instruments and electronical instruments they invented, I think believe they were one of the first people to have a patent on an electronic drum set really? too. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah, the amount of stuff they've done for like electronic drum kits, uh synthesizers, vocoders is it's insane. It yeah. absolutely not only were they never content making normal music, they were not content having normal instruments to perform them on that's awesome and it's not just electronic stuff like you can see in early photos they used live instruments all the fucking time uh also also to those those people who will say like oh drum machines have no soul or they're they're they write off electronic music i remember a great quote uh dave Grohl said about um trent reznor is he'd be great without electronics. The electronics has helped him bring his vision to life. And just that's, another instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, uh, craft work. my, uh, my argument in, in, t- in, t- in that whole drum machines have no soul bullshit is Greg Sonier from Deerhoof, who frequently uses everything that he can hit basically. And he is the most soulful. He's the best but also yeah. I, i'm not a huge i'm like popping the fucking mic too um i'm not a huge Deerhoof fan like i respect them and love like a few albums uh but like i think it's Deerhoof is a band that i like out from it i my love for them depends on the album and my favorite album is breakup song or yeah breakup song and on that whole album he's using electronic jump kit so nice i fucking love it i think it's cool and i think it all depends yeah it's all about the it's just a tool instruments are a tool it doesn't matter if you plug them in or not it's just a fucking tool Um, exactly uh i swear i was gonna say something but i keep forgetting so please take over uh also the first three albums we're gonna be talking about they're reluctant to include that as canon i can Uh, tell They've been out of print forever and a day, although the silver lining to uh, Florian dying is that maybe these will get proper remasters and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. I remember what I was going to say now. Um, so Craftwork is considered like I've heard this a few places, um, but not common enough to, to know if it's fact or if it's consensus, uh, they're part of the big, like the big three of early electronic music. And it's them, uh, YMO, Yellow Magic Orchestra from Japan and Telex from, I think, Belgium. And, mm-hmm. uh, the way it goes usually from what I've heard is like people hold YMO at the top, then Kraftwerk, then Telex. And I like, I love Kraftwerk. I think I agree with that order though. Like I want to do Yellow Magic Orchestra soon. 
and I want to do Telex. Like these are all I, three big important bands. They're real good. I haven't listened to the other two, so I I will uh, not throw my two cents in because right. I can't. But on top of that, they're the big three of Krautrock too. Oddly enough, yeah. So yeah, you have Kraftwerk, Noi, and Can, and I'm not going to put them in any kind of order, mm-hmm. but. But also going back, looking what bands we've been talking about, I feel like we've like subliminally have been building up to this because we were talking about a lot of kraut rock on Joy Division. Yeah, Ice, Isis is kind of kraut rocky the way they build their their songs. Uh, building so, long songs. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like. We had it on the schedule, but it wasn't, it was like unconsciously yeah. working its way into our psyche. So I feel really uh, relieved yeah. to be talking about this. So, Craftwork, uh, obviously, very known for pioneering electronic music, but they did, like you just said, started out, they were Krautrock. And if anybody who doesn't know Krautrock, uh, bands like, like you said, Noe, Ken, uh, Amandul, uh, fucking. I don't know. There's a bunch. They're all from Europe and Germany and stuff. Uh, hence the name Krautrock. Uh, so, okay, to describe Krautrock, rhythm heavy, repetitive, experimental, long songs. Uh, Usually will build to a crescendo and then let you back down. Yeah. It, it, there's like a lot of, um, there's a lot of jazz, jazziness in it. Like it has the spirit of jazz, but a lot crazier. It's a, it's a weird genre that doesn't get talked about too much, and it's super early, like early seventies, like that's when it, or late sixties is kind of when it started. But it's it seems way more modern than that. Like crowd rock always felt like it was like an eighties genre, but it. I I think that has to do with Kraftwerk and Noi, which the members were in Kraftwerk. So I think that has to do with them being from Germany and they've talked about how, you know, growing up in a post-World War II Germany, you don't really have culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. That's so dark. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's part of why it's cold and machine-sounding. So it's like, you have polka music and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so there was very much this this drive in those musicians to create their own things which i wouldn't have thought about if i didn't run across those interviews mm-hmm. so craftwork <clears throat> during their existence they released 10 albums 10 albums this is gonna be a beefy fucking episode 10 albums uh the first three like we mentioned uh they're not available streaming so we're gonna be pulling pull up from youtube pretty much uh, first album was released in 1970. Last one was in 2003. So these guys are fucking, these are seasoned vets. All right. So we are going to start. This is self-titled Kraftwerk 1970. Early synthesizers, as we can hear. I was not prepared for this song. Oh, really? 
but I love it so much. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It, we talk shit just, about this. Oh, but it's not. That's yeah. not a real flute, though, is it? It is. Oh, it is. It is shit. a flute. This is crowd rock. This is straight crowd rock. This sounds like can. Like those yeah, drums? Yeah, it's, it's such a good melody, too. Yeah. Also, um, and I'll mention it after. And then this is the album with the members of Noi on it. Uh, Michael Rotner and Klaus Klaus Dinger. Mm-hmm. Klaus Dinger. These sound made up. These sound like like made up uh, jabs at German names. A lot of German words sound made up though. <laughs> okay, so this goes on for about seven minutes or eight minutes I- rather. There's a someone recorded them doing that song live. It's it slaps so much harder. I I love that. I can only imagine it's so uh, rhythmic and drum heavy, and those sound like live drums. I don't know if they are, but yeah, yeah, they are. It sounds like can. It sounds fucking. It's kraut rock. It's awesome. I, I love it. That's a uh, distinction. I feel like the band made later on, where this is kind of rooted in uh, psychedelia. Yeah, for sure. But later on, they made a very conscious decision Cannot. that we are not, we are not that. So, but yeah, we are the robots. I this, yes, I think this is a great album. I don't understand why it's not, you know, really available, especially with the guys from Noi being into in the band. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such an important part of the history. Uh, of crowd exactly. rock, yeah, it for sure it is. Um, one thing I'll, I will say for these, I'll say two things. Um, the first three albums, like we, we already said, that they're hard to find, and not streaming. Uh, they're all instrumental, and also uh, the first four albums, all the names are in the most German. The most German. Yeah. I can. There's no way I'm gonna even try to say the names of these fucking songs. So I'm gonna I'm, go by track I'm, number. <laughs> I'm going to stumble through that. So that opening track is called Ruckzuck. Yeah, that's Ruckzuck. Okay, that one, yeah. Or who knows how it's actually pronounced, but we're going to say it how we see it. Ruckbucks yeah. it is. I mean, sorry, Ruck, Ruckzuck. <laughs> if, if, that was, if that was streaming, 100% would be on the playlist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, uh, what else? Even um, Stradivarius, which is the second That's track. a great song, too. Yeah, even more crowd rocky. Uh I think it, I, I know that it would sound it would fit really well in a horror movie. Like a lot of that stuff has that. I wrote that. T- I wrote that too. It's a horror movie vibe, and I'm not sure what strings they are, but they almost sound Japanese in origin. Mm. The string section on that song, mm. groovy, groovy too. I mean, a lot of this is groovy. Cry rock is typically pretty groovy. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, mega huts. Oh yeah, that's like a thousand percent ambience. Yeah, that's more similar to a score than a yeah. traditional song. Like, as is, is cool as this is from a like a soundscape perspective, uh, very little of it is like is music. And I can't obviously music. It's that's like a harsh way to say that it's music, obviously, but it's not musical. It is uh, rhythmic. It is a 
sound happening all over the place. Ambience, creepiness. Um, it's super fucking specific. And like, it, it just like crowd work, I guess. Like, it's hard to say anyone but experiment, experiment, experimental music nerds would enjoy this. This is like, this is not easy record. I... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about, oh, is this an easy album to listen it's to? Because or not? you're a fucking music it's, nerd. Like, yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, this is not if, a layperson's album. Fuck no. I would definitely say if you like instrumental, if you like psychedelic stuff, if you like weird stuff, definitely check this out, though. And here's my counter argument is, is that this is like a, it's a, it's a def, not definitive, but it's a very decent example of crowd rock. But if you're trying to find like to try out crowd rock and give it a shot, don't start here. Like there's can albums that will fucking convince you. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Can this is probably a a stronger starting point. They're also more musical, so this is like already when you're in the rabbit hole and you want to hear some crazy shit. Um, von von Himmelhoch. Yeah. <laughs> Track. That's, re- that's the closing track. I really like it. It it builds. Yeah. There's some. There's a lot of sounds on these albums. I have no idea where they're coming from, so I apologize for the vagueness. But there's some electronic instrument on there. It sounds like a cat almost. It's like wow, uh-huh. There's and there's then a lot uh, of good shit happening on that one. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, towards the end, it sounds like something that would be on the beastie boys mix-up album so it's it's awesome oh yeah yeah you know what you're right um yeah i mean except that's uh less surprise ironically less surprising because this was like during the time period where that music was fucking on the radio you know that 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 type of a loungy jazz um and you hear a lot of that throughout later albums too like clearly these dudes are are like trained or or florin and, and ralph were trained musicians that just happened to play a bunch of shit that was just invented. So it sounds nothing like anything else, but you, I don't know. As the albums go on, you hear, uh, you kind of hear the foundation and I'll elaborate more when they come up, but interesting album, their most crowd rock album, I would say. Um, yes, the best, one of the best, if not the best in terms of, uh, the rhythm section, I think this is their best rhythm se- section in their in all their entire discography. Uh, and it and, and it went away. It went away. You got it quickly. Yeah, it, you got it. The one album. Yeah, and it's hard to find. So YouTube it. Fucking Jesus. All right, we're gonna move on. Second album with a fucking almost identical cover. It's just, the first. The cover of the first one is a as a as a uh, traffic cone or a yeah orange and white striped. And then the the second album, it's a traffic cone, but this time it's green and white striped. This is a very that's also very similar to Noi. They they have the same thing where all their album covers look the same. They're just slightly different. So annoying. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> but this is brilliantly titled Craftwork 2, 1972. <laughs> and that's an ad because I have to listen on fucking YouTube. So we're going to uh, talk over... Pret- never mind. There it is. Pretend that didn't happen. Pretend that didn't happen. Jesus Christ. I hate ads. Also, why are you making money off this album? Okay, here we go. Well, I don't want to cut anything off, but this is not a song. 
boss Kling Kling. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, called, it's called Kling Kling, and it's, it's exactly what it fucking is. And guess how long it is, everybody? It's 17 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is. They would uh, go on to name their studio that they made all their albums in called uh, Kling Kling. Really? They were that proud of this fucking garbage? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uses a preset organ beatbox. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. There, like I said, there's so many crazy instruments and sounds. Yeah. But okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward the same track about I don't know ten minutes maybe and see what the fuck happens. Yeah, because it does turn into a pretty standard crap rock song eventually. Okay, this is the same, little more, same track. It's but more. Wait, go on. Sorry. It's a little more laid back and breezy than some of the more intense stuff. But this is the same track. Uh, eight minutes in. There we go. Yeah. Eight minutes in. I was complaining, or not complaining, but I was laughing about ISIS taking five six minutes to get a song going we're eight minutes in and we got nine more to go and this isn't even like much it's this it sounds like video game menu music absolutely and why it's it's why it's the worst album and oh wow i uh jesus christ dude and it's not like this one i was surprised at how easy it was to pick a worst like the rest of them like while there was stuff I, I found I didn't like that much, this one was like, I don't even realize I'm listening to it. There's fucking nothing happening. And there's, it's so minimal. It's so experimental. And like that, eight minutes to get to a fucking background music in a menu in a video game. Like, I think, uh, man, I'm going to try it. Velen Lange is, it's like the closest thing to a song, uh, in, I guess, structurally. But, uh, out of the whole album, the only thing I actually really like is Harmonica, which is the last track. Um, I think it's the last track. I feel like Harmonica, ah, Harmonica and Splow 4 <laughs> are, are like ambient experimental westerns. There's some western elements to them. Um, I like I do enjoy Storm. I think Storm is solid. To me it has It has actual guitars on there, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I was going to say the guitar sound on there does not sound like 1970s guitar. It sounds more like indie rock and it's yeah. pretty wild. Um but that can t- so they have a lot of songs that sound like they could be in horror movies for yeah. some reason, especially early and on, yeah. Sto- yeah, and Storm is one of them, but I I do agree there is like a lot of ambient white noise stuff going on here. Yeah, but uh, it's it's like, like I, I guess it's I guess it's interesting from a from an experimental point because because what else can you find at this time period that sounds like this? Nothing. Nothing. But I found damn near nothing to enjoy, except for <laughs> except for harmonica, which actually definitely strikes a chord in me. Like it's a it's just weird, melancholy. Really, uh, I don't know. I it just I can't. It's hard to find words for it. So I'm just gonna fucking put it on. This is harmonica. 
Cloud and Craftwork too, where they have two songs, but they're really more one song. That's how I feel about this and Splow 4. Yeah, it's not really... Uh, also, I fucked up when I accidentally stopped the audio, but it's re- it's recording again. Uh, so if you if audio listeners uh, hear like a, like a cut, that's because I pressed the wrong fucking key on my keyboard because I'm an idiot. But anyway, uh, yeah, this is barely a song. It's not really a song. It's just this. But I think it's, this is it's very nice. nice. Yeah. And it's pleasant, though. It's pleasant. It's a... Uh, I can't call it sad, but it is melancholy for sure. Um, I did like that a lot. I wish that was streaming for sure. To point out uh, tracks that if you're like Mike, you'd probably hate. There's Anthem, and that's this someone breathing. It's it's not even music. It's just someone breathing. So It's funny you say that because someone breathing is a lot of their sound. As always go on, they like the sound of people breathing heavily into my. It's fucking creepy. It's. I, <laughs> I don't mean scary creepy. I mean rapey creepy. Like it's fucking. Uh, yeah. But I still think this is the worst. This is the hardest to convince anybody uh, to listen to. Like I can't. Like even harmonica, which I feel kind of strikes a chord in me. Even that, uh, I don't know who this is for. Probably me. Okay, so Alex. <laughs> likes it <laughs> you fucking maniac uh but it is definitely my worst and we are going to move on to i'm glad we're rushing through these ones because it's really hard to do the youtube shit like it's we, and we we got a lot to cover too lot, so yeah. these are the ones that no one talks about too so maybe we should be kind of dwelling on them a tad bit but who gives a shit we're gonna move on uh fucking i was listening to three different versions of this next album because i was trying to find timestamps. Uh, of when the songs start and apparently that's fucking hard to do or people don't do it on these versions so this is 1973 Ralph Unflorian this is the uh, first movie or that album they made at Kling Kling. Okay. It's also the first to sound more like Craftwork. Uh, I almost said Craftwork. Yes, this is uh, more of a growing album than a good album, in my opinion. Still think it's better than the last one. A lot better than the last one. <laughs> this is fucking music, at least. <laughs> However, I sound like a lie because nothing started yet. Yeah, this definitely sounds like crap board. Also, the if anybody's curious, the cover for this album is hilarious and weird. They're just nerds. They're just fucking... It's a black and white photo of Ralph and Florian, and they're nerds. They're just these two dudes dressed nice, look smiling. It's, it's almost like a parody. Which, again, was consciously done on their part to stand out from the more Wild. hippie-looking yeah. 
bands like can it worked okay so this is uh the- go on so this is my worst which i had really? a hard time i had a hard time unlike you i had a hard time deciding what was worse also this will be the rare podcast where i also have a least favorite as okay. well too interesting interesting uh really worse i didn't think so at all this is this is kind of cool i liked it in the scheme of things when it was all said and done I, and it may change with time but as of right now i think this is one of the few i would not be inclined to revisit okay fair enough uh because even that opening track uh it's real interesting it's real interesting it has legit melodies crazy sporadic ridiculous arrangements so is that is that a cristallo that is no that's uh man i didn't even whatever it's not elect- it's not chris electricious roulette or <laughs> fucking God damn. okay yeah uh, uh I, I literally didn't write any names because I, I was i'm not gonna butcher these even though i just butchered one oh i'll, I'll butcher them all right we're doing it <laughs> we're doing it uh so there's a there's a song called cristallo Actually, I, I did write down. The, I, really, I wrote down the uh, translations actually to make it easier for myself. But but go on. I really like the backing music on that, but the keyboard feels off. But it's still good to me. Mm. Like the keyboard soloing just feels slightly like a beat ahead or a beat behind. It's just weird. It's mm. so weird. Um, also, somehow this album was inspired by the stooges and mc5 so whatever oh, really oh yeah i, I def i picked that one up immediately absolutely what the fuck but, all right yes this is this is an important album because this is when they fell in love with the synths the mini moogs the vocorders this is they were messing around with it but this was the album where it's like here on out that's what we are all about yeah it, it's certainly not surprising. Um, track two, which is translated to Mountain of Sound, but here it looks like it says Tongueburge. <laughs> That's not what it has <laughs> pronounced, but I'm going to call it Tongueburge. Uh, it sounds like uh, electronic impressionist music. And it's like, you know, uh, using some adjectives, it's like floaty and, and like flute-like dreamy. But impressionist, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about like uh, music history stuff in this episode because clearly they are inspired by some old shit. Impressionist, um, we know impressionist art like the screamer, like that's what we think of when you hear impressionist. There was a little bit of impressionist music, but it was very, uh, it wasn't like established. There wasn't like a million people doing it, and uh, so the ones that we would know is Debussy, which is Claire de Lune. Everyone knows Claire de Lune, um, and the other big one was Ravel. Um, I don't remember his first name, but yeah, uh, Debussy and, and Ravel and people know Claire de Lune because it's fucking amazing and it's everywhere and it's very famous, but they don't talk about Debussy's other stuff. His other stuff was way nerdier. It was way more <laughs> shit you'd read in like a fantasy novel or fantasy literature where you hear you read about fucking centaurs and, and butterflies and other bullshit. And it's, you know, very fluty, very uh, uh, they were actually written with uh actual um just dis- like descriptions of 
like almost stories. Like these pieces of music were written along with actual stories. Um, so they were meant to be read while listening to the the piece. Uh, and it was, like I said, it's super fucking nerdy, but like uh, that's what impressionist was kind of uh, associated with uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. This stuff really fucking reminds me of that, except electronic. Uh, so that was a whole diatribe about fucking <laughs> old people in, in the past. They w- that that goes back to Germany doesn't really have anything modern for them to pull from. Mm-hmm. So they were most definitely pulling from artists like that. Yeah, it, it definitely comes comes across as that. And then I, I just went on that whole thing about that. But then uh, fucking dance music or or is it the German Tanzmusik or something or uh, that one? It's like like claps and bells and it's really da- and it's dance music. That reminded me. That's Kraftwerk's version of a May Day celebration. That's that's gonna pop up in like midsummer when you're watching that movie. That's what that song reminded me of. Dude, yeah, it's like overly pleasant shopping shopping music. Uh, it's so happy and pretty. Like I'm glad you said the midsummer thing because it really reminds me. Of, it's so happy and pretty. It's almost scary. Uh, if there's women in flower dresses dancing around a maypole, this song will be playing. There. Don't fucking ever show me that movie again. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to put on uh, that song just to give an idea. If I can actually do it because YouTube is a pain in the ass. Nope, that's not it. Here we go. Okay, I think this is it. Yeah, this is dance music or taunts music. Some shit like that. This is, uh, you're on hold. Yeah. On the top. Like, if it weren't for those drums, this would absolutely be shopping music, hold music, elevator music. (laughs) Music. Music, yeah. And another genre they help define is music. Oh, thanks, Kraftwerk, for that. So this goes on a fucking while and yeah it, it changes there's some peaks and valleys but the thing is what i like about it is that yeah that's fucking dreadful that's awful to hear like it's on its own <laughs> but when it goes on for that long and it's just repetitive and it's just so fucking happy it starts to get creepy like it's just weird it side effect it's not even like i don't even know if that was the intent but it it definitely gets weird um so i think one of the worst songs and why I gave this worse. I really hate Anas Symphonies. That is the final is track. the last track. Pineapple Symphony. It's what it translates no, to. Bef- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it translates so, to Pineapple Symphony. It's just really long, and I'm, I think it only appeals to hardcore Kraftwerk fans, electronic fans, or ambient music fans. It's not for... It's not for anybody, really. Isn't it, it's funny to me that I've I, in my brain the term ambient music fan is a fucking oxymoron. How do you be a fan of <laughs> of nothing? Yeah, like we we went pretty hard on that uh, cocktail twins. Cocktail their twins. ambient album for uh, good reason. The the one the moon of the melodies. The one they did was that the collaboration one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that album fucking sucks. Sorry. Uh, Episode 25, I believe. Um, Yeah, that one. Yeah, this 
this track, it's it's not even their, it's 13 minutes long, yeah, but it's not their long ass. Like last album, it was a fucking 17 no. minute boring yeah. fest. That, the reason why I gave that one worse. It's it's so pretty and minimal, but it's fucking boring. It doesn't even do it at, for me as background music. Like I, I can't can't do it. I just can't do it. It's too minimal. It's too fucking minimal. But I do like on this album how they ever, they're already introducing like they're already introducing uh, their abilities as well as knowledge of some really cool music from the late eighteen uh, late nineteenth century that people don't talk about very much unless you're like a, a fucking music nerd scholar which I don't know I'm not one of those people which they are if you couldn't yeah, tell by they their are. photos they are for sure they look like professors I actually had in college uh, <laughs> but let us move on to the first album we can finally get streaming we can finally I can that finally pick considered canon, canon to them uh and this is following year 1974 autobahn uh fuck i forgot to do this it starts at 20 <laughs> seconds in the song is one of one of the most german things you oh. will ever fucking hear by a mile I hate that it gets stuck in my head too because it's a, a weird like if you were singing it out loud people would be like what the fuck is wrong with you I think that goes for all of Kraftwerk <laughs> and I've actually gotten that from people too like, some of their songs are really catchy they're not even lyricists per se no, but they know a catchy hook and a melody. <laughs> so, this is gonna take a a minute to to start up, and the reason for that is, hey, hi, Alex. How long is this song? Is it twenty minutes? Twenty two minutes? It's twenty two minutes. All right. What the fuck? I, 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 okay, I'm gonna stop because it's starting. To, it's actually starting now. <laughs> oh, we're just laughing at it already. Oh man, I wish I could read German. Like, because I want to sing along to this. <laughs> Don't they just say Autobahn a lot? No, they do, but there's a lot of other words with uh, apostrophes and H's where I don't normally see them. Mm. I want to let the vocals kick in, even though we're taking a long time. I don't time. even know when that is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is cool. All right, all right. The- you get the yeah. idea. You get the fucking idea. That goes on for 20 fucking minutes. And also, it changes a little bit, but it's long. I'm really proud of the description I came up for that title track. What's that? I wrote, it sounds like Disney's Electric Light Parade, Weird German Dudes, and an early video game had sex, and this song came out. Yeah. 
I would say that's pretty appropriate. It's the most German uh, thing in the world. I, I would say that song is uh, the most extremely German uh, thing ever. Around the nine minute mark, it gets a little a little sinister, but it's not too long before you're back having fun, fun, fun at the Autobahn. <laughs> that's that's what we're saying that they're saying now. Because yeah. as far as we know, we don't know that they're not. That saying makes that. sense. It makes sense. It sounds like a yeah. We're having fun, fun, fun at the, at the Autobahn. Uh, it is again not quite as uh, creepy as like the, the the one from the last album where it goes on for so long that it starts to trick you into feeling kind of weird. This is just so poppy and so pretty. And like, this is weirdly catchy and what the hell, why is it going on for so long? It's just, and if people couldn't tell this, the concept album about the Autobahn, what the fuck's an Autobahn? That is a highway that the Nazis built and you can go up to speeds of 120 i believe oh don't fucking do that oh my god oh my yeah actually you know what that sounds familiar and i'm glad you said that because it it just dropped my memory i think it was david letterman who was talking about uh he was i think it was i don't know if it was like the autobahn but uh definitely in germany he said he was driving like 90 or 100 like going fucking crazy fast and then and he was slow <laughs> behind him was a minivan with a full family in it blinking at him to get out of the way so they can zoom past him he's like i'm going yep. i'm going 100 what the what that's amazing and terrifying yes they had i didn't even know the nazis built the autobahn until I was reading about this album, but they were concerned about, you know, oh, we're from Germany and singing about very German things about the the, the crossover appeal that they could have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, this goes back to them feeling like they didn't have music of their own to draw inspirations from. So it's like, well, we're this going to make albums that sound like machines or freeways because that's what we have fuck it we like car and they're hey to be fair germans some solid ass cars got some solid cars uh so in case you couldn't tell from us making fun of it and loving the vocals there's some vocals now it's only on the opening track though it's only on the the title the title track um everything else is kind of it's still going in the direction of more electronic more uh uh keep wanting to say crowd rock i need to get that out of my fucking brain more craft work as we know them um, but, uh, the, what is it called? Oh my God. Track three, Comitinum, Comitinum yep. Melody two, the second Comitinum Melody two. Two awesome. is where it's at. Oh. Two, I was going to talk about it if you weren't. I'm glad we both love part two because that song is great. It's amazing. It's the first of like, I guess when you're listening to them chronologically it is the first one first song i was like oh okay now i'm, I'm on board it's like it took now, four albums for me to like okay all right that was the first song where it's full-blown genius yeah to I, me at least you know what we're putting it on because it's hard to deny how goddamn catchy this is <laughs> course it's gonna take three fucking years to start you know what i'm gonna pour some whiskey while this song is playing do it 
this is fucking triumphant as hell. Yeah, it is. This is when you hit, uh, this is, uh, you've, you've like come down from the excitement of a trip and now you're ready to hit 120 miles again. Preferably in a minivan with your family. Yes. Or one of those stupid, uh, well, they look stupid, those sprinter vans that are just tall cubes. Oh, yeah. It's such a great hook. It's such a great hook. Man. <sighs> um, I can love it. M- Mittenach. Yeah, the, the last that's, track, right? No, no, that's, that's the second last. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mittenach. I think it's knock. <laughs> Only because I know that means mit- night. M- Mittenach. Uh, that, again, proves that they're the greatest horror movie composers that never composed a horror movie. It's crazy. Uh, like... Oh, it happens I, I like so much. Yeah. Even, no, it's a good song. Yeah. But even on later albums, there's shit where you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a weird theme to have keep repeating through their albums. And yet they have this si- sort of silly kind of uh, imagery associated, associated with them when, when really like some of this stuff is brilliant horror soundtrack stuff. Mm. Um, the closing track. Oh, here we here we go. Hold on, let me try this. Morgan Spaziergang or something. That's pretty good. Thank I you. think that's pretty good. That's a good attempt. Uh, that it sounds like a lot of the the impressionist WC stuff I talked about in the last album, but more fully realized. Fucking awesome. I think it's lovely. I actually really like this album a lot. Um, to me and millions of other people, and I'm only bringing it up because I think it's the best-selling switch video game of all time to me that was some animal crossing shit that sounds really like music you would hear in animal crossing you know we're putting it on just just because i need some reference i haven't played the new animal crossing by the way i don't have a switch yeah i it's not really a mic game i don't know if you didn't try it <laughs> is it because i can't scream at it and call it names yeah and it's not it's not frustrating that's true i like frustrating course we're hearing beeping and booping um before any yeah, sound actually starts r2d2 stuff i promise there's animal crossing stuff a lot of r2d2 stuff in this entire discography That's oh. there we go there we go yeah you know what you're right i already i already see it or hear it they got the little woodpecker sounds yep water sounds i miss I'm assuming this is meant to uh, represent the end of your road trip on the Autobahn when you've reached a relaxing forest a destination. Yeah. Holy shit! I forgot how long this song takes. All right, we're fast. So forward- did I. We're fast forwarding it. This is like two minutes in. Okay, same shit. Hold on. Let's do three minutes in. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay it takes a while to start but this is fucking as is, lovely as is the nature of yeah. kraut rock this is so debut to me okay yeah maybe the people who made uh animal crossing really like like him yeah probably this is fucking awesome i love yeah this is it's it's not you're not gonna dance to this shit you're not gonna you're not if you if you're coming in here looking for you know later craft work 
um, like what they're known for, you're not getting it, but it's still very lovely. And if you like uh, classical music and music of the the old timies, you know, with old guys with wigs, fucking uh, yeah, this is this is pretty damn good. I like it. So let us move on to the following year. Of course, I didn't pull it up because I'm not professional. This is 1975 radioactivity. Also, before I jump into that, English song titles. Hell yes. No more butchering this this fucking beautiful language. All right, here we go. It's not a beautiful language. I know it's a very it's, awful. Ja- it's a jagged language. It's very it's got a lot of sharp edges. Is this playing? Yeah, it's playing. You might want to skip the first track and just play the second. You're right. Because the first track is supposed to be like a, a Giger counter. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And it's still kind of there in the background. Yeah. But now you get some uh, some John Carpenter. Bang 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 bang. bang. Also. Not like they were the first to do it, but that uh, Pink Floyd song. Um, I'm spacing, but some Sid Barrett Pink Floyd oh, song uh, has a similar Is it a, Astronomy Domini? Yes. Yeah, that's a great fucking song. <laughs> this is a great song. I think they were like at this point they're officially crap work. Like this is, I think like the first. This is them. It's in the end for you and me. So, aside from it being uh, pretty accessible, uh, this song particular in particular has a regular ass song structure and everything. It's a fucking song. Like I, that was rare up until this point. I really like that song, but I think this album is pretty weak. Really? There, I'm surprised you don't hate it because to me, I think there's a lot of uh, ambient white noise stuff. Yeah. Which I'm okay with if you're building up or leading into something, but to me, it doesn't really lead into anything. It doesn't. You're right. Um, yeah, a lot of it leaves uh, leaves you wanting more. Uh, but there's some real cool shit on here that I like a lot. Like uh, airwaves, real upbeat, real catchy. Yes, it uh, is. And uh, Om Sweet Om, which is the best song title ever. Which is it's a great <laughs> song title. Uh, I like that one a lot too. It's real pleasant. Um, and even like Radioland, I think it's pretty boring. But some of the vocoder stuff, because they're now they're doing vocoder. For anybody who doesn't know what a vocoder is, it's it's a fucking makes you sound like a robot or something. It's just it's yes. like a it's like a guitar pedal for your voice or something. Um, you sing Peter Frampton. It. Yeah, well that's that's more of a talk box, I think. But I think a talk box counts as a vocoder. You're right. Um, yeah, it has really cool, interesting, uh, harmonized stuff. 
but the song is long and boring otherwise yeah yeah i think that song's weak and then it's just like all the shit in between like i think news and transmission are back to back and so it's like you have news and that's this kind of filler so you're like okay i'm gonna get a song after that but you don't mm. and then it's it's frustrating despite all that it doesn't uh doesn't win any like ill ill merits for me i'm just not it's just uh, yeah it's not gonna blow your mind it's not gonna take take away everything but with songs like like radioactivity it is like oh this is what Kraftwerk is known for this is like the kind of yes to, yeah to me there's like three songs on here and then the rest is just yeah like a antenna it's like these uh, sounds and textures that have aged about as well as the jetsons it sounds like a futuristic what people in the 60s will consider the future that's what those sounds are it's very silly very beep, boop, boop, uh stupid fucking annoying uh <laughs> and i like it when it's implemented into a song that's well written uh which some of these i think are like i mean i pretty much the three almost pseudo airwaves and, uh, and radioactivity i think like those you'll probably find on the, on the playlist and i think that's about it uh yeah that's the rest is just- filler to me yeah there's a yeah the highlights but in between you're right um but it is important i think just for the 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 new implementation of all the vocoders um because that's it's important to the sound later on it's similar to ralph and florian to me yeah you know what that's probably why i don't hate it as much because i do yeah get the similarities they have they have these like very obvious growing pain albums, which they're still cool shit on, but they're not to me fully fleshed out. Right. All right. So decent album, not the greatest. Have some highlights, but now we're gonna move on to the big one. The big one, the first big one, because there's a lot of things that that's true. That's true. Span. This is when people start recognizing Kraftwerk. This is 1977, Trans Europe Express. So the untrained Kraftwerk ear would say this sounds exactly the same, but you're wrong. You're wrong. The I love the first half of this album so much. I love most of this album. Most of it, yes. Yeah. But if I'm picking favorites, you're right. So just to give a little bit of disclosure, this song is about nine minutes. So it's gonna. First of all, you shouldn't be surprised at this point. But also, it gets there. Also, that's a brisk walk in the park compared to uh, later on. Uh, yeah. I will get into it. For the love of God, please start, because I like this song, but it's making me look bad. Here we go. This is uh, 
that's a great Europe point. endless, right? Yeah, Europe endless. Uh, this. If, so again, much like Autobahn, um, while we're waiting for the song to get there, concept album about the Trans Europe Express trains. And what the fuck is interesting about a subway? <laughs> when the hi hats kick in, though. Oh, here we go. Me, the way they sound to me sounds like a train letting off steam. And that's something that will go through the album where you have these elements of, oh, it does remind me of an actual train. Interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, this is fucking great. Like, this is lovely. It, it's aged like shit, all right? It, it's, th- these sounds are funny to me. But this, listen to that writing, that fucking uh, modulization right there. Good lord. Uh, that means key and change, to, I think. to me, this is. Uh, I like the title track for Radioactivity. But to me, with this song, this was like, okay, you, you've now mastered the long form Krautrock repetitiveness. Mm-hmm where it feels like a breeze to listen to now yeah very rarely during the albums now do i think oh that was really long yeah and Uh, this yeah this one is a lot of a lot of that for sure i hate to be cliche but uh it's the best okay i i i I would say this is is a strong contender for best i I understand it also, it was not easy. I went back and forth on a lot of things, but I was just like, man, this is so, so groundbreaking. I got it. Okay. It's a great album. It's a fucking awesome album. I understand. I understand it. And the only reason why it wasn't so difficult for me is because I've heard this album a lot of times. I've listened to this album a okay. lot. So it wasn't, it was more of like a refresher at this point. And we we didn't even do our personal experiences with the band like we usually do. This was the only album I heard going into it. I really? haven't heard anything else. Really? Yeah, I heard this and two others or one other and maybe like bits and pieces all, all over the place. Um, but I did listen to this one a lot and it is real fucking good. The first half of this album is phenomenal. And then I, the title track... I, Hold Alex, on. the title Hold track. On. Alex, let's, let's back it up because let's talk about the Hall of Mirrors. Okay, and okay. Dummies. Yeah, yeah. I love those songs. They're great. So yeah. much. They're spooky. Yeah. They're creepy. Uh, Hall of Mirrors is kind of nerve inducing. It has fucking great. It has this electronic sound that I can only describe as like it's ticking away at you, almost mm. like a, a Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Mm. And it's this, it, oh man, it's so good, but it never, it never releases and no, yeah. I love it. And then you kind of have some anxiety built up from Hall of Mirrors, but then uh, showroom dummies showroom is dummies. just, you know, what? I'm, just, put, I'm putting on showroom it's just dummies. Great. I'm putting yeah, on, it's just yeah. great without creating anxiety. Showroom dummies. Uh, it's so good. And if you like this, I think you'll be pleased to know that they elaborate on this style and future albums quite a bit because like mm-hmm. this is a great great goddamn track Eins, zwei, drei, vier.
feel like I'm playing a Super Nintendo game. In the best way, though. Yeah. In the best way. I love this song. Also, pretty much every album, I think I have like a video game. Oh, yeah? Reference. Exposing ourselves. We are showroom dummies. Also, there's always a level of comedy with those those German vocals. It's the it's they're so German. It's <laughs> this is um, they started a trend here, I believe, with this one where they'd put out albums in German and English. Mm-hmm. So until I pointed out to you guys, almost every album from here on out is there's a German release. And then there's the international English release. Obviously, we'll be doing the English ones yeah. because that is what is streaming. Yeah. Um, on here, uh, other notes, way less vocoders. Not that there was like super prominent already, but uh, there's if in terms of, of singing, he's mostly singing. And like we just said, it's he's not, not who's singing. Is it? Is it Florian? I have no idea. I didn't even look into that because they're so they're so weird. It, it almost like doesn't matter. I think Florian feeding. sings a lot of it though. Okay, I'm, feeding like, into I'm their like robot identity to me, it's like it almost doesn't matter which member is doing what. It kind of yeah, it kind of does this, but yeah, uh, you're right. Let me just double check. Real no, it's mostly Ralph. He's doing vocals. So yeah, Ralph. Ralph is is pretty much the main vocal dude. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say about this? Uh, here we go. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Like not the greatest voice, but it it works with the style. And like, I don't know, something about that really heavy German accent coupled with this really embryonic electronic music. It, mm-hmm. it kind of works. And I, I just like it. I just enjoy it. Um, the, uh, for this album, they made a custom sequencer. And so that's why the songs sound more complex mm-hmm. than the previous albums because they were able to do do crazier shit. And with that, we can uh if you got nothing else to say, we can jump into the epic that is the title track. Okay. Okay, the title track. Well, I don't care for it much. Oh. See I think my love of hip hop brought me to to this album really because if if you don't if if you don't know the fucking sample from Trans Europe Express, you're not a hip hop fan. It is one of the heaviest, most popular uh, riffs ever in hip hop. Um, and I think producers in rap, when they heard Kraftwerk, they realized, oh, if this is good enough for them to play nine, 15 minutes over and over again, it only makes sense to put in a rap song. It's it's actually kind of brilliant. Uh, however, I don't think it's good to play it for that long. I, I disagree <laughs> entirely. And it, okay, it's long already. But then it continues into metal on metal, and then it continues into Abzug. This song, yeah, this song it's is one song. It's this song is three songs long. Yeah, um, it should maybe be more like a suite. It shouldn't be exactly. It, it, they shouldn't be listed as different songs <laughs> because they aren't. And, but uh, 
yeah, like metal on metal, this sounds like they're doing construction on the railroad track. And uh, yeah. it's a lot. Of yeah. But man, I don't know. I. It works for know. you. It works for you Too too attached to that fucking main hook. I, I and I, I didn't I never hated it back when I listened to this album. I never it, it just it was always just weaker than the rest because the rest are so, mm-hmm. so good. And then. It wasn't until this time that I realized, like, oh, these this is going on for a long. This is half the album. This is oh, yeah, this is pretty weak. much. And it's like when something that is noticeably weaker is going on for most of the album, that is really hard to get, like, to really forgive. And as much as I do enjoy the, the album as a whole, and I think like the the last two tracks, uh, Franz Schubert and uh, Europe Endless, which is like those, it's like another. It's not the. Fr- there's two tracks called Europe Endless. The Isn't it this called Endless Endless? No, you're right. Endless Endless. I, I just misread it. Um, it's an easy mistake. I had to double check yeah. because they both start with these. It's an easy mistake. Yeah. Uh, it's not really. It's more of like a, a an outro than an actual track. Uh, Franz Schubert uses pieces of of Europe Endless. It uses um, it uses pieces <laughs> of uh, of of um, I'm getting. It uses pieces of the title track. But just in a different context, it's more of like a mm-hmm. major, major key context. Um, and hearing that, like the, the title, Franz Schubert, is like the most blatant confirmation of their <laughs> influence because Franz Schubert, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm gonna go on a bit of more art, not art history, music history tangent because, Please dude, that's why you're here. Uh, I, I only know Franz Schubert because I actually uh, performed one of his pieces for a piano recital in college, uh, but. So when people talk about classical music, the layperson, vast majority of people actually, they think they all think the same shit. Orchestras, symphonies, Mozart, fucking whatever, all things like that. When really classical music, classical is not a genre of music; it's an era, and it's an era that only lasted from uh seventeen fifty to. 1820 or something like that or maybe give or take a few years and what people are actually describing is a combination of baroque music classical music romantic music impressionist music and even fucking 20th century music music in like the early 1900s so baroque is bach baroque is like 1650 to 1750 uh, it's harpsichord it's super fucking complicated. There's polyphonic, you know, melodies all over the place. Bach, he was most he was a uh, mostly an, uh, an organist. So, uh, organist played with both hands and both feet. So that's a fucking yep. lot of things happening. It's it's all over the place. Classical changed it to homophonic, which is we're gonna do a bass line and we're gonna do a melody on top of it. That's that's Mozart. Uh, that's uh, Handel, I believe. I think it was classical. And at the end of it, you get Beethoven. Um, he was mostly classical, but then uh, Franz Schubert, he is considered like a transitionary. He's the end of classical, beginning of romantic. Romantic is my favorite. It is long, drawn-out pieces, elaboration, less rigid structures, more... Um, you get like Chopin and and stuff like that, where it's, it's way more... We're going to deviate from structures. We're going to deviate from uh, from scales. We're going to just play with stuff. It's going to be really pretty and melancholic. Uh, and then Impressionist, I already described, ABC kind of stuff. 20th century is when shit goes all over the place. 
that's where you get uh Wagner and you get uh fucking um what's his fucking name uh Schumberg like the ugly hideous ridiculous hilarious experimental where it's just like this is a joke right this is this is this is a fucking joke <laughs> it's not pleasant to listen to not pleasant to listen to but all that stuff gets lumped in with classical it is not and now I am done uh, with my. I mean, because it was like it's not. It's not a thing that's obvious. Like you have to be. I had to be taught that. Um, sure. Yeah. No one knows that. Like, but. like I don't know that shit. That's why I don't chime in. What I did find funny about that right now is I don't even think you talked about this much classical music on electric like orchestra. No, no way. Where it would have been equally as appropriate, but it's the weird electronic German band that brings it out of you. So it, it's hell funny. yeah, yeah, it's hell funny. Yeah, dude. You, you could hear it more. I hear it more on here than than anybody we've covered. Like just the the influence is so prominent. Just because they're using synthesizer doesn't mean it's not all of it, please. So I think it's great. And also this album, uh, it's got real strong motifs. Motif is a musical idea. It means like it, it can have like one melody or one sort of progression and then it keeps coming back different context but it keeps coming back um this is very much like a soundtrack to a movie this is very much uh, mm-hmm. like where people not people um concept albums these days it's usually thematic and it has, yes. it has nothing to do with the music really uh like um it's more of like uh this is the, the theme and we're gonna have little things come up here and there that re- revolve around the theme but musically these are all s- different songs this is what I feel a real concept album is, is when it's a few musical ideas elaborated and returned to back and forth. I really like it. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, sorry. That, that I took, I took looking, over a second. That they kept, so depending on which version of the album you have, they look even more like nerds. Yeah. And the BBC documentary I was watching made a, I forget who it was, but someone in there made the point of the only like they made the decision to dress like businessmen because they don't want to look like musicians. The so you can't tell they're musicians. The only thing that gives it away is I forget who it is. Someone's wearing a musical note pin. And that's the <laughs> that's the only indication give like away. if you just yeah, that if you saw this picture, that anyone would ever guess that they're musicians. Uh, so it's hilarious, though. If you look, I think it's the original cover where it's a black and white photo of them. Uh, the the version you'll find streaming is like a, is like an, uh, an illustration of, a, of like a subway, but the original, I think, it's it's hysterical. It looks like like the like a promo for uh, like an old variety show, or it's a black or and white. like yeah, or like a a photo studio and or yeah, yeah like, like a, a family portrait kind of thing. Like if you have five brothers and yeah. your mom wants a nice picture of you all and you have to go. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. It's hilarious. Uh, but Alex is best. I understand it, but I don't enjoy the title track enough for me to give it best. Uh, it just, There's just too much, too much attached to it for me to, I get it. And it's, it's widely the, considered the, like the best by a lot of people. The reason why I even because I'm not going to let my personal bias of the song get in the way. The reason why I can't give it best is because I would have trouble recommending newcomers. Um, I mean, yeah, there's like two more albums that you can give best to. And I'm not like I wouldn't be angry. I understand the other two 
and the argument for them yeah. being the best as well. This is of the three big contenders. This is the most, uh, I don't want to say experimental, but the, the most like all those old types of music I explained, it's the most, it's the least pop. I would say the least pop mm-hmm. out of all of them. So it, for that alone, I think it's real cool. But let us move on. We're we're this is a hefty episode, and I think I'm glad because uh, I feel like we're moving at a good pace, though. Uh, if you say so, we're at an hour fifteen. All right, never mind. <laughs> we got okay. Next album, then. Next Here we go. album, 1978, The Man Machine. <laughs> funny how you said you had those attachments to to that one i have that attachment to this song i i feel like after doing this though that like i'm definitely gonna like this is in regular rotation oh, yeah. now from here on out absolutely so good oh this is Listen, y'all. If you're if you're turned off by this, fucking get over the sounds. This is a great song. Just get over the sounds, please. I'm begging. Or fucking just embrace the sound. Because I feel like there's pop music and hip hop music that fucking sounds like this. Um, Maybe not anything specifically off the top of my head. But I feel like Bruno Mars could take this and turn it into like a, worse? a number one. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not talking yeah. about how you feel no, for about sure. the man's music. For sure, but he could turn it into a number one hit song. For sure. Vocoders are back with a vengeance. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's a such a a brilliant key change. Oh. I wrote that this would be like their most pop friendly song, but it's fucking six minutes. It's it's funny how it's that long. Shocking no one. Best personal favorite. I adore this I, album. You see, I don't blame you. I to- I get it. I get it. Yeah, I re- I really love this album, and this is the the first one. It might have been the first. I don't think it was the first one I heard. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I put this on. And I was like. I, I remember that song as a kid. I remember the robots because it was uh, a recurring joke for me as a kid. I saw the music mm-hmm. video. There's a fucking music video, everybody, and you all need to watch the music video for robots. Hell yeah. It is it is unreal. No words can do it justice. It's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. And it was always like the song itself, like I couldn't take any of it seriously because of how ridic- I was a kid and I was it was ridiculous. It was clearly dated. But uh, when I heard this album again as an adult, I was like, oh, this song takes me back. And you know, it's, it's, it's still a decent song. It's very funny. And then the rest of the album comes on. And then the rest of the album comes on. And every fucking song is absolutely killer. It's, 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 in, it's just, incredible. This is a great album. I'm just going to get it out of the way. The only song I don't care for Neon is Lights. The mo- the Model. I, I love everything else on this album, but something about that song. I, I, I know a lot of people love it, yeah, though. I'm, ble- I'm the crazy one here. So. I ble- you're not crazy, but I blew my load saying Neon Lines because I think that's the weakest one. Uh, but Oh, really? I like Neon. To me, like I really like the first three tracks, but there's something about like Neon Lights that just like, cements it. Neon Lights. Cements the- 
Yeah, something about that song. You're like, this is real fucking good, and then that song comes on. You're like, done. This is it's a good this song. This is amazing. The only reason why I think it's the weakest is because the second half of it goes like a bit jammy, like jammy for mm-hmm. Kraftwerk, I guess standards. But the model, okay, that is. I feel like everyone should. I'm gonna put on just the first few seconds because it's like immediately recognizable. This has to be the music. This has to be music. Yeah, the music is obviously great, but it's it's the singing on it. You don't like the singing? I mean, it's super German. No, I don't. It's I don't know. Not great, I guess. That's a great. It rubs me the wrong way. Okay, I will say. I mean, I love the model. I've heard. I've also heard that. You know, a lot of people don't care for it. I do actually think Big Black's cover of it is far superior. Okay, have I'm going to uh, check that out. You haven't heard it? No, I haven't. Um, it's on their last album, Songs About Fucking. Uh, or actually, I think, I think in the newer version, like the re-release of Songs About Fucking, it's on there. Um, it was originally a single along with uh, she, He's a Whore from Cheap Trick. They also covered that song. But their cover of the model is phenomenal it's as noisy and crazy as big black is but with those great fucking melodies uh nice i think it's absolutely incredible i still love the song a lot and i actually heard big black's version first which is why i guess yeah. i have that bias sure backtracking a little bit while we're talking about cover songs i forget if it was florian or ralph uh Susie and the banshees i believe they covered hall of mirrors mm-hmm. And I forget which one of the two, but they're like, it's so much better than our version. I'm like, whoa, really? Like we didn't we haven't really talked about it, but these dudes are recluses. Like (laughs) really the 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 pioneers of electronic music that are also from Germany. They're recluses, really like in their studio. They didn't they cut out the ringer on the phone because they didn't like to be bothered. So if you called, you wouldn't like you wouldn't get any sound it was just there you're like did i did i finish dialing it is it right and so what they would do is they would tell you to call at a specific time and they would answer at the specific time and if you weren't there you weren't there that's psychotic they i mean they fucking make interviewers interview robots and dummy versions of them. It's psychotic, but it's also brilliant because they don't take part in this zoo that is, you know, the press and the media. They are now my favorite band of all time because if you just said that, that phone shit is insane the, yeah. the the making pre- the press interview dummies that's just hilarious that's awesome i am in, totally in favor of fucking up an interview with time i think it's very funny uh, yeah uh, and despite all that they were managed to like stay popular it's fucking insane career suicide for other people what a an anomaly of a band man but uh to go back to the album a little bit uh there's something to say about every song. Uh, it's first of all, it's a really short album. It's really short. It goes by a very good. It's like 36, 35 minutes. Um, and it goes by very fucking fast. And there's only a handful of songs, like six songs. Yeah. Six, six songs. Uh, but each one is absolutely amazing. Uh, 
I don't even know what like there is to say. They're all just so good. They're all very catchy. I don't know what exactly. You know what? I'm gonna put on the. I. I'm gonna put on. I the, really go on. If uh, we're gonna talk about specific songs, I really like Space Lab, and mm-hmm. it was during that song that it just occurred to me. This is the first time they're indulging in sci-fi concepts and themes. Really, that's kind everything of else is. Yeah, everything else is very real. It's the Autobahn. It's, you know, trains. And they sound futuristic, but this is the first time the lyrics are actually futuristic. That's interesting. Um, great fucking song. The the intro to Metropolis. I'm going to put on the so intro. Good. Because this, this is... A, if this isn't convince you of Kraftwerk, then maybe it's not for you. Because this is... I love this. I love that it goes back there. I love that it goes back there. Oh, this is gorgeous. Also, we're still in the 70s. This is crazy fucking music to make for the 70s. This is popular. Yeah, this is before like synth and new wave Mm. and all that shit. This is. God damn, it's such a great intro. And I will like I will say that the model is really the only pop song, which mm-hmm. qualifies as a pop song. It's very much got a verse and chorus. I got regular sung vocals, catchy uh, melody to it. Uh, very much a pop song. The rest, though, like the title track, easily one of the best songs. It's yeah, fucking so so damn good. Uh, I don't know. There's, it's it's short so the minute it's over i just want to put it on again um the synths i feel like along with a lot of other stuff they have aged like cheese which means it smells like shit but there's still a lot of people who are into it there's like and i'm one of those people <laughs> I, yeah i disagree i don't think like bands like depeche mode or aha or really any stereotypical 80s band would sound the way they did oh no way yeah this yeah, if this album didn't exist, no way. there's there's no fucking way. Yeah. So, uh, like to reference a previous point, uh, it's like they took showroom dummies from the last album and made a whole album out of that approach. That's what that's what this is, and I love but that made it more more pop more yeah. pop sensibility. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it works perfectly for me. I I I would say this is this is like the place to start because um, it's kind of where I started for me, and it made me a fan, and it made me want more. Um, and I've, yeah, this is the album that I fought with ex, an ex-girlfriend in the past over because uh, she refused to listen to the melody. Uh, I actually fought with her over Yellow Magic Orchestra as well. It's like, <laughs> God clearly, damn it, Mike. Clearly, we were not compatible. Clearly. But Mike, ruining relationships over bands since, I stand by since my decision. his birth. I, w- I will choose Kraftwerk <laughs> over a girl any day. Uh, but yeah, best album, personal favorite for me. Uh, and I think it's uh, widely considered that by a lot as well. So yep, we got a few more albums to do. So <laughs> we're not done. This is a big episode. I hope you're strapped in. This is 1981. Of course, I didn't pull it up because I'm a jackass. Once again, this is Computer World. 
this song and Pocket Calculator are their most beep boop. Uh, yeah, real robotic. Big. Yeah, robotic sounding songs Ex- to me. Oh, extremely old computer beep boops. Yeah, I mean it's called Computer World, so that's true. Yeah, this is a good song. However, the vocals are still Sorry, a little questionable. Yeah, it's going to get me every time, no matter how good the song is. Yeah. It's funny, because as much as I enjoy that, I do see how it would turn a lot of people off. So this is my personal favorite. I think this is the most consistent uh, the most fun to listen to. I disagree. I like of it. Of course you do, because I, you just blew your load on the other album. But the thing is, I think it's a great album, but it's like the second half is so fucking amazing that it not only dwarfs the first half, but I legitimately, legitimately don't care for Pocket Calculator or uh, Computer World 2. Legitimately don't care for those ones. Uh, numbers, I think, I will is... Admit- go on. I will admit those two songs are probably the weakest two songs on the album. I yeah, I think the, like even numbers, which I think is the most dated. I think it's the most beep boop I think ever. I, I love it. I love. I don't. I don't I hate love it. numbers so much. I don't hate it. I think it, it's the least musical track on the album for sure. Uh, but that one and the, the, the you know pocket calculator and computer world too. The reason why it's a deal breaker for me is because they're at the fucking beginning. Like I, I've said this, mm-hmm. I haven't said this in a while, but in previous episodes I've said. Uh, even if it, uh, an album has great songs on it, if you're leading with the songs that are weaker, it takes away the experience because I'm not invested. It, you lose my interest at the beginning and I have to wait to get to the good stuff. Uh, and the second half is amazing. amazing. Yeah. So obviously I like, I like the title track. I think it's good. Yeah. I love. No, the title track is that- cool, but computer world two is the one I have a problem. With. Oh yeah. 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 I love that numbers. They said, let's, let's turn this into a song and they <laughs> fucking did it successfully. It's Over the just with vocoders. A, a wild, wild concept, a, a wild melody, if you want to call it that. Um, so it's great. And then you get to computer love, which is the one Coldplay sampled. It's a, beautiful song it's a beautiful yeah. song actually i'm gonna put yeah. that on real so, quick yeah so coldplay tricked a bunch of normal people into liking craft work you know what i don't like coldplay but god bless him here we go and th- that's the melody yeah. they for their song the talk craft mm. work get it better even though i Technically, the, the vocals can be argued otherwise. He, uh, I found an interview where Chris Martin said he, like, he's like, it's crazy. They have, like, because they're so hard to get a hold of. They had, like, a whole legal team on it sending these, like, elaborate letters, like, the label and, like, cold place people. These, like, you know, things can we use the song? 
and they just got a piece of paper, like handwritten. It just said yes on it and nothing else. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's hel- man. That's so charming. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that's that's pretty charming. Uh, they seem like uh, it, I mean, you said recluses and strange guys, but they seem kind of sweet based on the nothing I know about them. It's just a, a feeling. I- I think they this came up with a very smart um way to achieve longevity maybe unintentionally because sometimes with bands who play um you know physical acoustic instruments they don't sound as good when they're older but craftwork craftwork sounds the same, the same in their 30s as when they're in their 60s because of all the vocoder yeah. and they're so they're so smart and figured out a way to keep a private life that's, while being wildly successful that's really impressive uh another thing about that and then go ahead uh, oh i was gonna say and then the the other track I want to talk about before we move. I love home computer. I love how oh, sinister yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, it's just what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that the, the final two tracks were real dark. Like mm-hmm. real dark. Uh which yeah, it's almost in like juxtaposition to the rest of the album because it's for the most part poppy and happy, and then you get to those two, you're like, fuck. Actually, I have a timestamp for a home computer. Um hell yeah. It's Thank uh, God you do. It's at a a minute thirty five. The sounds in this song are so good. It's it's funny because like this is a this is a very spacey band, and by we've used the term spacey in a very different context. Here, I mean yes. like outer space. They sound like they're from yes. outer space. So this is a good example of that. Uh, fuck, I was like, I, I had it and then I just lost it. Here we go. So good. I fucking love this. damn good yeah i don't know what those sounds are but i love them oh yeah what a great oh this is a good song yeah that's that's a good fucking song um yeah and then of course the last track uh it's more fun to compute awesome as well uh it's a real good album it's it's just those songs are deal breakers for me shout out to cameron I get computers puting. He he probably loves craft work. He's like though he's like those motherfuckers get computers the, puting. No one no one putes better. No one putes better um, than craft work. So this is Alex's personal favorite. Uh, highly regarded for a reason. I'll, although I will stand by that second half a lot more than the first half. But let us move on. Regardless, this is 1986. Oh fucking little bit of a gap here. Five years. Um, so original title, uh, is Technopop, and that's the, that's the version you'll find everywhere else, everywhere streaming pretty much. But when it was originally released, it was called Electric Cafe against the band's wishes, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and then, yeah, the, the reissues, they corrected that. So we're at Technopop. I would, I would do Technopop, AKA Electric Cafe. There we go. Here we go. Without even listening to this, just pulling it up, 
I laugh so hard. I'm like, it's called Boing Boom Chuck. And that's what it's, yeah. And that's exactly what you're hearing. I was kind of scared to listen to this one because you don't really hear people talk about it. No, you do not. This is fucking ridiculous. I like it for some reason. That's pretty cool. It sounds more slick than anything they've ever done, and that probably has to do with, as time goes on, you know, the the way you can make music in electronics is always changing, so... Also, this is a... This is right up in there in in 86, so we've had electronic music for a minute. Yeah, um... So, they were concerned this wasn't as groundbreaking as the previous albums, which they were right to do. Correct. Um, They put out the single Tour de France in 1984. It was supposed to be on the album, but they were this like, so much time has passed. Fuck it, it's just a single. Um, It's not on there. I think this caught a bad rep when it came out. But I think it's kind of endearing and kind of underrated. Uh, I didn't hate it so much when I first heard it. And then the more I listened to it, the more I did not like this shit. Damn. And and it's not that it's... I don't think it's bad. I do think it is exactly the kind of album that I don't like. And that is because the, the main gimmick here is they're sampling voices. Like we heard mm-hmm. in Boing Boom Chuck, they are sampling the shit out of, and it's all over the place. Uh, and I want to put on the one that annoys me the absolute most. And I, Is it sex object? <laughs> no, but we'll get there. If you don't know the name of the song by immediately, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Wait, you don't like this song? Wait. I'm going to let this song play, then we're going to... We're going to get into it. Yeah. First of all, if... That. Yeah. I wonder what the name of this song is. Okay. It is the sample of music nonstop. Over and over and over again. That makes me want to fucking blow my brains out. It, it works for it works for me. And then those other like weird vocals, I don't know how to describe them, except if you've seen the movie Akira, they have vocal melodies in that score yeah, that are similar to this. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's a good fucking movie. Uh yeah, I'll I'll sing you uh the the track I'm talking mm-hmm. about when we're done here, but um, I was listening to her. I wasn't sure how to feel. And then it this keeps going. I'm like, okay, I like this. And I read that they would, um, pretty much since 1991 until whenever their last concert was, this was like their closer. Oh, really? But not, not this version, the version that shows up on the remix album. And I was like, oh shit, is that, is that a better song? I do not think it's a better song. I, I think, uh, this version. Yes, this version I like. I like more. There's not huge differences, but yeah, I just like 
the way all these weird sounds come together. And uh, I, for me, it's one of my favorite Kraftwerk songs, surprisingly. That is, it, that is, it's, it's the, it's not the music that are the problem it is the sample. And it's the sample. It's the sample. And it's a recurring thing in this whole album where they just, they just use these voices. And it sounds like a, if you have like a, a fucking Casio keyboard and they have the fake voices and they're just hitting them in rhythm. That's what it sounds like. Uh, they do, gets so they do sound more like like a DJ now than they do a a band of of uh, social outcasts for sure. Which is uh, surprisingly the two different things. But I do like the the telephone call a lot. I was yeah, phone call is really fun and again great melodies on that track. It it also uh the beat of it continues into house phone, which is a thing that they've, you know, they've done for many albums. Uh, but that one is a lot more rhythmic experimental. I think, I think they're both very cool. Uh, the one thing I do like about this album is that it's back to being rhythm heavy. It's not just a straight beat like the past few albums. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of, a uh, lot of, uh, polyrhythms, st- uh, stuff going on. But then we get to sex object. So I got a, time stamp for that because i don't yeah i don't like it uh if you go to the 340 mark already the the, the base, base the base is fucking hilarious <laughs> i know it is and that's because well if you if you're a fan of sitcoms i think you'll recognize the base i think immediately <laughs> it, it is a fucking seinfeld base. it's the seinfeld base here we go oh, shit. i was so upset at that seinfeld base i messed up my phone right now Why? Why? <laughs> that only belongs on Seinfeld and nothing else. No other form of music. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I almost did a, a Jerry Seinfeld impression in a German accent, but that sounds. I don't think I can, I can even do that. It sounds very difficult. Yeah. Uh, another jarring thing about that is there's like a string section. And I'm just like, mm, no, it doesn't work for you guys. Maybe, maybe on a different song, but the string section, it's just this song. I'm, and it, we're, we're completely glossing over the lyrics to this song. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Dude, I hope they're on the lyrics. Okay. I'm going to read you some of the lyrics. All right. Yes, no. Yes, no. I don't want to be your sex object. Show some feeling and respect. I don't want to be your sex object. I've had enough. And that's a fact. We all know nobody in Kraftwerk was anybody's sex object ever. They're they're barely objects. I don't even... How (laughs) the fuck... Well, they're not people, so... um, Yeah. It's funny how you put you. I, I didn't even see this until right now. Uh, I had the same three forty timestamp as well. In my nice. notes. I just yeah. saw it right now. <laughs> it's what a song, and like I want people to hear. It. I want people to hear it just for the fucking novelty and how just hilarious. Laugh. It is. Just have a good time. Yeah, but uh, also the songs are back to being super long. I thought they were ever short, but they're yeah. they took a backseat in terms of the, the crazy longness, but. 
And then I don't know if the title track recycles or if it just sounds similar to Trans Europe Express, but if it's not recycled, it's definitely real similar and kind of kind of weak. Yeah, because yeah, we we heard <laughs> we heard twenty minutes of that rift before. I believe that this point had it been sampled by Africa Bambata. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, not really necessary mm. to bring that back. Yeah, this is a. It's not the worst, but it is definitely a rough one. Uh, and it's mostly because of the fucking vo- the the voice samples. Like I, I really, I mean, the sex object is there's no way you can redeem that fucking song. <laughs> but, no, no, I yeah, I had more fun with this album than I thought I. I would going in. So I think, uh, I think it catches a bad rap, but, uh, I, I think it's aged way better than, than people give it credit for. Fair enough. All right. We are finally at the last album. Huh? Oh, real quick. Yeah. Where they go on quite, not even a hiatus, but rare, very rarely playing live. Uh, they came out with the remix album in 91. And then I feel like their big return was in 98 where they did world tours. Like they came to the U S and Japan for the first time since 1981. Whoa. Whoa. So yeah. What is that? 10. Yeah. Like 50. No, almost 20. I'm off on that. Yeah. Almost 20 years. Six, 17 years. To maintain, maintain that popularity without, coming to the U S for 20 years is fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, they never like broke up and do random shows. And then, uh, that, yeah, that gets us into, uh, 2003. Here it is. Tour de France or tour de France soundtracks, whichever. Here we go. If I never hear this fucking song again, I'd be so happy. I feel like I'm in an Audi commercial. It it's real dated. It's real at home with like PS2 level shit. Yeah. Did you put on the intro or uh, number one? I put the I put the intro. Okay. This is oh yeah. This is so they the song. Yeah, I bought up that they put out the single in 84, and then they reworked it for this album. But it's not even that different. It's it's crazy they put out this song in 84, because it very much sounds Early like, uh, yeah, very much so. It's, it's pretty wild that it came out in 84. Yeah. I still hate it, though. Well, it's funny that you hate it because this song goes on for a while. That's why I hate it. I, <laughs> it goes on for so long. Conceptually, I get it. I get it. They're trying to replicate the endurance that is the Tour de France. Uh, so, the, I just, so I hope you're all familiar with that little thing because it goes on for like three more tracks. It's like half the album. It's... Yeah, so it's Tour de France Etape 1 through 3 and Chrono are basically 
Yeah. That same thing. So that's about and like I said, four. Well, including the, the intro, that's five tracks. It's uh, yeah, rough. So yeah, that really fucking really hurt it. It's their longest album. Yep. Uh, first album in a while to not. Um, there's only one version of it. They didn't do English and German. It's just the one version. Well, the names are in uh, French, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and this was put out for the hundredth anniversary of the Tour de France. What a gift! And and again, it returns to the more natural themes. There's nothing sci-fi here. It is again a very craftwork uh, uh, thing to do. Let's make an album about a long travel thing. I'm assuming this is your least favorite. Yes, this is my least favorite. Yeah. I, I can't even say, but, and I do that because I can't say that it's musically busted. It's not busted because, and I only, I will only say that because Vitamin is fucking awesome. And I actually do like uh, La Forme. I love Vitamin because it's not Tour de France. <laughs> it does come right after. Anything after is kind of better. I was like, hell yeah, I'm free. I'm free at last <laughs> when Vitamin comes on. And there's, uh, there's, Noises on there that sound like they belong in a Sonic the Hedgehog video game, specifically Emerald Hills. So, you know what? We're shout gonna, out to Vitamin. We're going to put on a little tad bit of Vitamin. Because I think that first, uh, the title track is pretty like. There it is. Yeah, yeah that actually does. That sounds exactly like it. That's Holy shit. fucking Sonic noise. Uh, I thought I was like I thought I got the album because of that first song went on for so fucking long, and then this comes on. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. This sounds like Kraftwerk. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great song. Uh, but that then, song wouldn't. That song wouldn't even be that bad if they just fucking called it a day around eight or nine minutes, though. It's so it's so funny when we're like, just make it nine minutes, just please for us. <laughs> You've yeah, you've broken me down to nine minutes, <laughs> begging for only ten minutes, uh, and that's what what I'll say is like. <clears throat> aside from that that track and maybe maybe the form, this doesn't really sound like craftwork. It's techno as fuck. It's te- it's techno dancey and fast. Another genre they help create the. Um, I don't know how many people that know this but techno was like created by three three black dudes in detroit and they love the shit out of craft work wait who i forget their names but if like, you, like you... they're so synonymous with techno though oh, okay that, i know so yeah. little about the genre of that yeah but um and they this they loved craft work so much so to me it kind of makes sense that mm. it sounds like techno because it is Yet another genre they helped give birth to. It's one of the more obvious ones that they gave birth to, yet they I mean, never sounded that way until now. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. odd to me. Because uh, like that, that really dancey, fast-paced stuff is... First of all, I fucking hate it. Like, generally. Uh, it's real dated. It's re- And not in, like, an endearing way. But also, uh, 
it's like all the musicality that they've they've always had is replaced by danciness. And I mm-hmm. don't like dancing. I don't like danciness for the most part. And if you're replacing musicality with danciness, I fucking hate you. There's nothing about that I enjoy. I I I, I don't listen to music to dance. As, uh, millions and gajillions of people do. Good for them. Not me. I, uh, you know, I don't dance, but I don't have a problem with uh, dancey stuff if it's good. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like, abandoning musicality in favor of danciness is what I have a problem with. Uh, so, yeah, Vitamin was nice. I thought maybe I was out of the woods, but then Aerodynamic and Titanium, I'm like, yeah. these are exhausting again. They are. I'm so... And again, I get it. They're trying to fucking replicate, you know, what the Tour de France sounds like. There's even bicycle noises. There's people breathing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people breathing on this one. I think uh, Electrocardiogram would be stronger on a different album. But because it's on here, I feel like it gets lost in the shuffle and you're so like beaten down and exhausted that mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, I don't care. Uh, I, I, I was mentioning uh, La Forma a couple of times. I like it, but it's also like just under nine minutes. And mm-hmm. with that, like it's, it's just everything on here is just too long. Everything is so much longer than it needs to be. Uh, and that's a, that's the thing with like if you're using endurance as a concept for music, do you want people to like your music? I don't understand. Those are like conflicting yeah. things almost. Like Tour de France is a grueling competition where you're pushing yourself. I don't want to be exhausted by the end of an album. That's not fun. Agreed. Uh, and then the last track, which is this plainly called Tour de France. Yeah, I was scared. I was going to be thrown back into the pits of hell. Thankfully, it's, not bad. it's a different song. Yeah, it's a different song. But at that point, I did. I was just thankful that it wasn't the other th- other three. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some cool songs for sure, and there's some cool as it is, and a couple decent songs too. But like, it's this is not their least musical musical albums by any means, especially considering the. Oh no, stuff. that's that's why I gave it least favorite. Yeah, because I can't I can't say that you know. Oh, this is shitty. Yeah. And the simple fact that it has like three songs that I legitimately enjoy or two and a half songs that I legitimately enjoy. Like, I, I can't. Shit on it. <laughs> you know, these are good. This is some good. Like they were still making good shit, even in their old. Well, they weren't that old by this point, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and th- that's why it ended up being easy for me to give Kraftwerk two worse. Cause like, that's the only one that I felt annoyed by the end of it. Like, like pissed. Like, I don't want, what, what the fuck was I even for this one? I was like, I ah. felt, I felt annoyed by this. I am not not listening to this ever again. I won't either, but I actually might keep vitamin on rotation. That's a it's a good fucking song. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, aside from those, like yeah, I mean, it's just I don't like techno. I don't like dancey stuff. I don't like the repetitive, fast pace driving. And I literally mean driving in a car music, like music <laughs> you'd see here in like a like a fucking. Like in like in Akira, like like shit you would hear in Akira, uh, in that mm-hmm. that cyberpunk style. This it's like a very cyberpunk sounding album, uh, which is a cool cultural artistic thing. Not so much musically, in my opinion. The shit on here is right at home from on the video game soundtrack Wipeout. 
it'd be perfect. Not bad. Uh, actually, no, I, I kind of see that. Uh, and also, it's too fucking long. But I, we too we, fucking long. Yeah, we we've gone on. We're at a two hour episode. Uh, it's appropriate. Not, also, nine out of ten times, if you're a band giving us 30, 40 minute albums, and you come out with anything over fifty five, we're we're just gonna hate it. We're gonna get real mad. <laughs> How dare you take our time like this? Even though we decided to do this, but uh, yeah, the, the beefy discography. Uh, appropriate now to to, or, to give an overview, and I, I still really like them. It's just, despite all the frustration we had with the last album and a couple others, but we did the damn thing. We did the goddamn thing. So to recap, what you got? Worse, uh, Ralph and Florian. Best Trans Europe Express. Personal favorite, Computer World, and then least favorite. Tour de France soundtrack. Even the recap is exhausting. Yeah, so dude, you got a full, you got a full, uh, a full I, house I recap. A full house. I have as minimum as you can get, uh, which is it's usually the opposite. Nice. Usually the opposite. Uh, Craftwork Two, 1972, worst. Fuck, man, I will never listen to that one again. Uh, and the Man Machine, 1978, best personal favorite. I will repeatedly go back to that one. Uh, Good fucking band. I'm glad we did them. This is a uh, man. My voice is gone. I need. I need is it? Damn. I'm also drinking whiskey. Maybe that didn't help. Oh yeah, but, yeah, that'll do it. I'm gonna take a fat nap after this. Hell yeah! So thank you so much for listening and watching. If you want to help us and you want to support us, for the love of God, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tell a friend. Please tell a friend, or uh, don't do that. If you want to suggest an artist for us to talk about, bicker about, or maybe even agree about, like we did a lot here. Wait, did we agree a lot here? Kind of. Uh, not really. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. I, I feel like we came together when it was important. More or less. Uh, you can email your suggest- suggestions to everyalbumever at gmail.com. And if you want to listen to the Spotify playlist on Craftwork that we've put together, all of our favorite songs, uh, who knows how fucking long it will be? Doesn't matter. You can find a link in the description of where you're listening and watching, as well as everyalbumever.com, where we got playlists associated with every single episode. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Pope Jesse Ventura, and you can find all my music bullshit at Pander Monkey. And Alex? At Mother Puncture. All right. Who's getting last song? I don't know. I I feel like you liked them more going into it. So. All right. I think I think you're right. And I have I already have in mind what I want to put on, and we are going to do the man machine from the man machine. I, uh, Not bad. Hell Not yeah. bad. So thank you so much for listening and watching once again. See ya.
Shiba, 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 shiba